Hey everyone and welcome to the Hashtag Career Goals podcast. I'm your host Adelaide Walsh and each week I interview incredible women on how they crafted their amazing careers. My guest today is Mimi Kone. Mimi is the founder of Mimi Amina, a luxury hair salon that seeks to empower women and create an environment where clients from all backgrounds and cultures are welcomed. Whilst working, Mimi often became frustrated with the lack of customer service and quality experience she received in hair salons. She worked hard and knew she deserved better. As an ambitious person, always looking for a new challenge, she knew this could be the perfect one. She left her job, friends and life in Switzerland and moved to London to start her luxury hair salon, Mimi Amina. Mimi has so much positive energy and is a true go-getter. What she has created from nothing in five years is so inspiring and her passion for women and empowering others is evident through everything she does. I spent the morning recording with Mimi at her beautiful salon in Notting Hill, talking all things career. There may be a phone call or two and a cheeky coffee break discussed, but it was inspiring and lots of fun getting to record and hear Mimi's story. I hope you enjoy it. Quick side note, if you are enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and follow our Instagram at Career Goals Podcast for inspirational and behind the scenes content. Thank you so much for all the support received to date. I'm so glad you're enjoying. Now on to Mimi's podcast. Tell me about your school days and what did you want to be when you grew up? So my school days, I was very, very competitive Um, and I wanted to be an entrepreneur Mm, or to be a lawyer. Those were the two things I really wanted to be. And I always, always told myself that I would be successful. I want to be successful. I want to be able to have a big house. I was very, very ambitious from the young age. And um, school was very competitive. So I think it just gave me also the drive. Okay, amazing. And what, so you wanted to be an entrepreneur or a lawyer. So how did your kind of first job, your career, start of your career look like in order to kind of meet those ambitions? Those ambitions. So first of all, um, what happened is after having my A-level, I moved to France to study Mm -hmm. and I started to study a master in business administration. Um, I I did a bachelor first, then I went to a master and it was clear in my mind that I just wanted to achieve and to do bigger roles. So basically it was quite clear in my head Mm -hmm. but the way to get there coming back to your question was a bit of a roller coaster because i started um working for a cosmetic brand while i was studying okay um i work in a bar while i was studying and i also for my first job my real first job after having my degree i was working for louis vuitton and i think working for a brand like louis vuitton just settle you into the luxury what is service what is customer service and actually give you the drive to dream as well because you're working for a very luxurious brand i think it's the most luxurious and the best service that you can see today in the world 
and also um, teaching you actually like what excellence is. Mm -hmm. So I think my first job was really also a training, a school, uh, I would put it that way. And it just drove me to where I am today. Okay, amazing. And is that kind of where, so you got the passion for luxury and good customer service. Yeah. Did you get your love for hairdressing there or how did that kind of passion begin specifically to hair? So I've always loved hair yeah. and beauty and doing my makeup, uh, growing up when I would go out mm -hmm. with my friends. For every single party, we needed to have a new dress. You can't wear this anyway because everyone saw you last party. Yeah, we got dress. a picture ready. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but I was doing my friend hair. We were doing each other hair anyway. So I learned from there. Mm -hmm. But I never thought that I would do hairdressing. I thought that I would launch a business and run it. Mm -hmm. But actually, I, I knew how to do hair. But actually, when the idea of launching a hair salon came, it's, it came out of a frustration of me not having a nice boutique to go to because I considered myself back then when I was living in France as a successful young woman because I have a great job. Uh, I was managing like 130 people with a turnover of 2 million uh, euros. So for me, I wanted to go to this beautiful okay, salon where yeah. I could do my hair. But for a black woman, I never, never found that. So basically, I decided that I wanted to create that because I felt like there were a lot of black women out there who would want to have the ser same service, mm -hmm. have a nice place with a service and etc. Yeah. So tell me about your time at Louis Vuitton. Um, what was that environment like and what did it actually teach you? So um, joining Louis Vuitton, I joined Louis Vuitton first as and intern. After my bachelor's mm. degree, I applied to so many luxury brands because I was passionate about luxury and I knew that I wanted to work in that field. And I got an internship at Louis Vuitton for three months. And after three months, because I had a degree, they asked me if I wanted to stay. And I became sales manager assistant. Um, the great thing with Louis Vuitton is that from the moment you join Louis Vuitton, you start from the bottom up. So it doesn't matter if you have degrees or no degrees, you're going to go and do some stock, you're going to do some shop floors, you're going to do some administrative well, yeah. things. Mm. They put you everywhere in order for you to learn as much as possible uh, about the brand. Okay. They, they also make sure that you understand the brand values and that takes you to actually be really integrated to the brand and actually be able to provide uh, the customer service they want for the, for the customer and the clientele around the yeah, world. Yeah, that's really interesting. So yeah. do you think they purposely do that so you are kind of aware of what the brand yeah. is and you're living yeah. through it? Yeah. Amazing. So basically they want you to brief the brand. They want yeah. you to be the brand, which I think every single brand should want because you know, when you have people working for you and you have a brand identity and a brand value, it is so important that the people working for you understand this brand value and integrate to it. If they don't, that means they're probably not the right people for your brand. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, amazing. Um, okay, so Mimi A. Mina, where did that like light bulb moment come from? So I was, I think, 27. Mm. Um, and I was just like, okay, it's time now. I'm single. I need to make this happen. Um, I was a uh, hospitality manager, uh, director for a big company in France. And I, I kind of, after two years, 
I kind of was turning around my job because I've done a bit of everything in my job and I was just like, okay, what's next? What's next? Because um, I am good at adapting and mm-hmm. at learning. I learn okay. quite fast. Yeah. So after two years, I was just done with the job and I was like, what's next? What's the yeah. next challenge? What's the next thing where I can learn and grow? Yeah. And actually... I started then thinking about, okay, maybe it's time for me to launch my brand. Mm -hmm. I'm single and, you know, maybe it's time for me to make a bold move. So I started to do a market research in France, in Geneva and in London. Okay. And London came as the first place because I wanted my brand to be a luxury multicultural place. A place where I could welcome black women, I could welcome also white women and everyone could get together to have their hair done. Yeah. So London was the most prominent place because it's so much more diverse culturally. Yeah, you know? yeah. Today, when I walk in the street, I can see like a Chinese girl with a black boyfriend who is from Africa and Mali. And I find it so beautiful yeah. because in terms of like culture, it's so different culture. Absolutely. But they, they managed yeah. to get together. So for me, it was very important to get a brand yeah. that actually shared that value. Yeah. So the location was really key. The location was really key. Amazing. Being in Nothing Hill was very important for me because I just feel like Nothing Hill is so diverse. Yeah, absolutely. And you find people from every single background. So for me, it was very important to be here. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So you said you were in Geneva and yeah. kind of looking at the two and you chose London ultimately. Yeah. So how did you know that, okay, I am going to put everything into this and yeah. what were the first steps that you made? So the first step I made was to buy myself a ticket to come here. Yeah. Um, Had you been here before? I had been here once or twice, twice. Okay. And then I said, okay, let me buy myself a ticket to come. So I came and I just really loved the place. And then when Mm -hmm. I went back, I was just like, okay, I want to live in London. I want to move in London. And all my friends were like, are you sure? Are you sure? The unconscious thing, the thing I didn't really... Oh my god. Hold on. Okay, so you were just talking about um the first move that you made was buying a ticket. Yeah, so I bought a ticket and my friend were like, Oh, you are so crazy, mm-hmm. you know, it's such a change of life. But I didn't see it that way. Yeah. I was more excited about the new adventure and I didn't think really about you know, actually moving into another country is like starting from zero. Yeah. And it does take you another like few years to come back on your feet. Yeah. Because if you leave a place where you were, where you had your flat, you had all your finances all settled, you move to a new country, you need to make yourself new friends, you need to build up your credit score, you need to, um, you need to adapt to that country and it takes a good four or five years and that wasn't something I was aware of. I was just aware of the fact that I want to live in London and I want to build a business. And actually when I came, those was the step, like to actually like learn the language, you know, live with other people because I wasn't living with other people when I was uh, in France, living in Fletcher. Um, you know, those little things that you don't think of, but actually make a big difference. And when you actually come here, the project was an excitement. And I was just so like excited about it that 
all those little things were minor. Yeah. And I started looking online. I was working for Selfridges. I was a business manager uh, for uh, Bare Minerals. Okay. Um, so I was doing that and I was on the side working on my business. And then I built things like that working on my business and working at Selfridges oh, yeah. to be able to meet the ends. And when I was ready to open my business, I just gave up Selfridges and I just came full on in here. Yeah. And I had two other people start with me, but it was a long, challenging and yeah. painful journey, but I'm happy of where I am today. And I'm hoping if things are going so well in five years, I, would, I think I will be in a place of, you know, f fully, uh, for, for, I will have fulfillment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will. Be, I will be in a place of fulfillment. Yeah. Sorry, I'm French. No, <laughs> you got it. Um. Okay, amazing. So, do you? I think maybe if you had knew those realities of like, oh, having to create a new network, the credit score, etc., it could almost like make you um nervous about going and make those doubts in your head so it's yeah. almost good that you kind of didn't really realize that yeah reality. that's true that's yeah. true and do you think um okay so you're 27 that's kind of like late into your 20s you know yeah. maybe you're having a bit of a career establishment what you know did you feel a fear of going from like full-time comfortable employment to kind of that jump it's a personality trait I have yeah. that I just go for things. And when I want to do something, you can't stop me. I just go for it. And I don't think about the other side of yeah. it, you know. I, I just think about this is the idea. So when I started to have the idea, I was just so focused on it. Mm -hmm. and, I, and that's what I would tell any other um, entrepreneur is to be selfishly naive. <laughs> Because yeah. this is very naive, you know, when you moment, just jump yeah. on something and you don't look at the consequences or what can happen. I was just very positive and I was just like, I'm going to do it. If it doesn't work out, I will have done it at least. Yeah. Rather than not doing it at all, you then regret what you haven't done. Yeah. So for me, it was very important to do it, actually. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And so, okay, so you're working in Selfridges, then you had the kind of a side hustle, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And at what stage was the salon, et cetera, at that you were comfortable to leave Selfridges? You know, what was the kind of initial stage? I left as soon as I opened. As you opened. Yeah. yeah. I left as soon as I opened. Um, I had savings to mm -hmm. help me open the salon. So yeah. that was nice. Uh, but I left as soon as I opened because I was here every day. I was doing all the marketing. I had two employees um, that were, were working here. So they helped me grow it a little bit. Then after I had only one because I mm -hmm. realized that the salon wasn't busy enough to have two people because then we were three people in yeah. the end. So slowly, slowly, slowly like that we went. We went like yeah, that. amazing. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about Mimi A. Mina, what is the concept and what makes it unique? So Mimi Mina is a luxury multicultural mm -hmm. hair brand. So we pride ourselves to look after, after women from all backgrounds. Yeah. And we also pride ourselves to be a boutique salon where customer service is key. And offering an excellent service is very, very important for us and as well as us offering quality services. So Mimi Mina is a kind of a community. So you come here, you chat with everyone. Even if you don't know the client, you chat with them at the yeah. end because it's small and it's cute mm -hmm. and everyone is chatting with everyone. So it's kind of a community of women. Yeah. Empowering and inspiring women because we're so proud of 
who we welcome. We welcome such amazing women. So that's the concept. It's a boutique and it's, um, it's, it's really friendly, it's cozy, and it welcomes everyone. And to be really honest, it is um, focused on offering high quality services. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, okay, so you mentioned there that uh, community is key and it's about empowering women. Why was that important to you when setting this up? Um, for, it was important for me because I just love all things, you know, um, socializing with other women, mm-hmm. helping other women, anyone that is doing something, I'm always there to push them or, or tell them, oh, yes, go for it. So for me, it was important that my business represent that empowering women and showing women that we are cap- we are capable of doing whatever we, we want to do yeah. and inspiring each other as well for me it was such important mm. your brand obviously super multicultural and catering to kind of curly or after yeah, yeah why was it important to have kind of a space what were kind of the challenges maybe experienced before and why was it important again to you to kind yeah. of create a, a gorgeous space because i was as i told you earlier i was very frustrated when i was myself going to mm-hmm. salon to not have any service to not have any any experience uh, i would wait for hours yeah so i was really frustrated that women with curly hair to afro hair had to go through you know a lot of weight and a lot of frustration to have their hair done mm-hmm. and i was just like no we need to have a normal place where everyone can go and expect to have a good yeah. service. Uh, so that's why the idea came to me in the first place, because myself going to salon, I wasn't happy with the service. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And um, so your own personal brand, I think, you know, I kind of discovered you via Instagram yeah. and um, you do a lot of kind of IGTV, YouTube channels, etc. Why was it important for you as an entrepreneur to create that personal brand to help leverage the salon, I suppose? Because I just realized that the only way to get your brand out there is content. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that I love shooting content. And I figured that out when I was in lockdown and I was like, okay, it's lockdown. What am I going to do? I'm someone who loves to do things. I love to work. Yeah. I am always doing something. So it was very frustrating for me to be like, okay, I have nothing to do anymore. Yeah. So I was just like, I need to find something to do because I need to use my time. So I started, I started shooting videos and I just discovered that I love it. And to be mm. really honest, Adele, I would love to become a presenter and I, I would love to keep the salon, be a hairstylist, keep styling people but on the side also do something. Yes, that's the next big dream. That's the next big dream. And I'm I'm gonna try and make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, okay. (laughs) Amazing. How about we we get some coffee? What do you think? So one of your recent pro- projects has been working with Eve yeah. on her new talk show, I think. Yeah. Um, tell me a bit about that and how that opportunity came about and just the importance of kind of creating opportunities for yourself and not just necessarily staying to one kind of area. Um, first of all, um, she's such an amazing person. She's mm. so amazing, she so down to her, such a nice person. I'm yeah. so, so glad 
And I just feel so grateful to work with her because it's so nice to see someone of this success be so down to her. It's so nice to see. Um, so Eva's been coming to the salon for a year now. Um, so she's been coming here time to time to have her hair done. And when the opportunity came out, she just told me, oh, my producer is going to call you. That's only what she told okay. me. And then he called me and he said, hi, um, Eve told me she's really excited. She would like to work with you. And I said, oh, okay. And he said to me, okay, it will be here four days a week and until December. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. okay. <laughs> so um, I, that's how I knew that she wanted me to be doing her hair regularly for her TV show. And it was just really, really kind of her to think of me and it's a really amazing experience because uh, we go there every day, we do our hair every day for her to be on, on show live. And it's great to see also how it works on TV and how yeah. you work with hair on TV, you know, hair and beauty in a salon and hair and beauty in, on, on a set is completely different. Really, so yeah. it's a really, really great experience that I'm having and I'm so grateful to have and it's it's learning me so much about also the media and the hair industry and the beauty industry and she's such a nice person to work with wow amazing it's kind of like the service that you provided and the skills you kind of yeah. showed to her yeah i think she liked it and then yeah. she wanted to carry it it just goes to show like customer service and yeah. everything and she had a great experience she yeah. trusts you yeah amazing okay so what has been your biggest personal challenge for you in your career in my career yeah to date my my biggest personal challenge i think my biggest personal challenge was to leave everything and come here and create this brand mm. yeah uh, it, it's the boldest thing i've never done in my life to just leave everything and just put all your saving into a business um people <laughs> most of the time will just put 50 percent and keep 50 percent. Yeah. i just like went on it like fully so i think that was the biggest challenge yeah uh, and the biggest bold move but i'm so happy now it's coming to place yeah and the brand is well known and everything um what has been your biggest personal success i'm gonna say the salon as well <laughs> while we're sitting in this gorgeous salon yeah amazing i think this has been my biggest career move it's been five years the biggest challenge mm. and the biggest success uh and it's been five years yeah and I'm so grateful that, you know, I've managed to create this brand and grow this brand and also grateful of everyone around me who helped me, you know, mm -hmm. actually create this. Yeah. Yeah. What's key career advice for our listeners? You know, be it people who are just kind of doing a career that maybe is not for them or just general career advice or if they want to be an entrepreneur, anything that you've kind of yeah. taken away that you're like. Well, if you're doing something that you don't like, quit it now and do something else. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing something that you like and you want to take it away and become an entrepreneur, start it now. Mm -hmm. um, life is about living and life is also about challenges and successes. And it doesn't matter if you're doing your own thing or you're working for someone, the challenges will still be there. Yeah. I know that everyone wants to have security. I know that everyone wants to have a, a money coming in or a fixed job or know that this is what is happening. But if that is not making you happy, then you have to quit. If that's making you happy, then stay. I have someone who always said something. I, I, have, I know a lady who always said, uh, she created something, uh, sorry, called The Power to Quit. Her name is um, mm -hmm. 
Naomi Wokland, and she was saying, if something is not serving you, quit. And I, I'm going to leave with this word. If amazing. there is something in life not serving you, you have to quit. Yeah. Oh my God, amazing. <laughs> That's great. That's a great answer. Okay, so my last question is some recommendations of your favorite thing. Yeah. So I want a favorite beauty product, favorite book that either changed your life or just super inspired you, um, and your favorite restaurant in London. Okay. So my favorite beauty product, beauty product will be a serum by Clarence called Double Serum. Okay. And I wear it every night before yeah. I go to bed. Yes, and my amazing. skin feels so nice when I wear it. So it's one of my favorite products. Yeah. Beauty product. Amazing. Uh, skincare. Is it specifically for um, nighttime? It's, it's for day and night, but I like to use it at night because on daytime I, I use... Um, I do makeup so I don't find the reason like of putting a serum if you want yeah. to put the makeup yeah 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 uh, so on daytime I just use moisturizer and at night I use a serum mm-hmm. and a moisturizer yeah. for bed and I think it just works together yeah my favorite book um, I read a book that really changed my life called becoming a leader okay and that was like such uh, by Warren Dennis I think Okay. And that was like such an amazing book. It just, you know, pushed me to one more to become a leader and one more to be successful. Because it was, this book was saying that you, you are not born a leader, you, you become a leader. So you learn to become a leader. Yeah. And then uh, my favorite restaurant, if you told me right now, Mimi, where do you want to go? I would take you out for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would definitely want to go to Akasan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, so I think the one in Mayfair is very sexy. Yeah. So yeah. I would definitely go there. I love Chinese food. So I love Akasan. Uh, if I had to choose another one, it would probably be Zuma in, in Nightbridge, yeah, which yeah, I love as well. Yeah. One of those two is my sexy night evening. I feel great after, so after that. The yeah, food yeah. is great. No, um, and then you come out of it feeling nice, even though it's very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your purse doesn't feel nice, but yeah, <laughs> your bank account. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, Mimi. Thank you so much. And thank you for inviting me into your beautiful salon. Wishing you all the best of luck. I'm definitely coming back for a blow dry. Yes. Which I need. Yes. Thank you so much, yeah, Adele, for, so for this interview. Thank amazing. you so, so much.